Okay, all right, we'll pick up on the Zion and Mabet in the last line. Amar says, Reish Lakish Amar, Reish Lakish says, If you see a student whose learning is difficult like iron, It's because his Mishnah is not arranged clearly. Like it's sort of like it's a, learning is difficult and you're not organized. Okay, Rashi says, So he has lots of difficulties, a lot of questions. He says, Rashi says, It's because he's not, uh, not organized, he's not remembering when he's learned. So you end up with lots of questions. When everything is organized and you're reviewing what you've done, so things start to fit together, you don't end up with as many questions. When you don't really know much, so then uh, you ask tons of kashas because everything seems to be contradictory and things seem to be so difficult. If you learn it well, it doesn't work out as well. It doesn't work out as uh, more, as difficult. It works out much more smoothly. Shanamar, it's about success. For lo panim kill kale, that that he won't be able to face it, and kill kale be like ruined. Ma'ita kante. So what's the fix? What's the remedy for this? Yarbebi shiva. You should increase. Doesn't mean like, it would be nice if this meant like sitting in yeshiva. It means you should sit sit down more. Like. Like sit down and work it out. Rashi says she asdiru b'nei yeshiva mishnatam shneimar b'chayalim b'nei tamidim sheim chayalot chayalot. So you should uh, get get it working. You use the same pasuk here. Kol shek as it says shneimar b'chayalim yegaber b'yitron hilchir chokma. So you get more chayalim involved. You get more like uh, armies. Right? Get more people involved in the process to uh, to make the learning more organized and more uh, rememberable. Then that will uh, that will uh, prepare the uh, the wisdom. That's a preparation for wisdom. So things uh, work out well. And kol shekain im mishnato sidura lo me'ikara. And all the more so, it will work out even better if he doesn't have to resort to sort of like, you know, flailing for help after the fact, but rather in the, in the, in the, in the initial stage, me'ikara from the beginning, he can sort of arrange everything and make sure he has a way to remember what he's learning. So that works out, uh, that will work out much better. Kihad Reish Lakish. It's like the story of the case of Reish Lakish. Having the Sader Matnitin Arbain Zimnin Kenegad Mem Yom Shnit Torah. So Reish Lakish used to like review his learning forty times in correspondence to the forty days the Torah was given, and then Vayal Likameid the Rabbi Yochanan, and only then would he go to Rabbi Yochanan, like to the Shear basically. So he went and totally prepared. So if you got the Mishnah totally prepared, then you can have Rabbi Yochanan expound on the Mishnah, then you can understand what's going on. If you don't know what's going on in the Mishnah, so how can you understand Gemara? So it's sort of the basic, uh, the basic points. You have to, so you know the major, the basic things that helps you so much later on. Rabbi he used to uh, review it twenty-four times. Kenega Torah uh, Tuvim, in correspondence to the twenty-four books of Tanakh. The and only then would he go in front of Rava. To uh, to learn, okay, all right. The Gemara now continues and says as follows: Rava Amar, Rava says, He says, if you see a student whose learning is like kashe kabarzel, like we said before, also right, the learning is difficult, like iron. It's a different explanation here. It's because of his Rebbe, his Rav, who is not. Uh, Giving him like you know like the term saver panim yafot like, the, like sort of like, you know giving him like a, a nice countenance like looking at him nicely so his rebbe sort of not treating him well his rebbe is not uh, looking at him in a in a in a, in a favorable way shnamar vuhu lo panim kel kel like he's like giving him like a, like a bad face like a ruined face okay but the implication here is not that it's the rebbe's fault it's almost a little bit like it's the student's fault also what's the what's the remedy here yarbe alav so he should increase his friends. 
Shenemar v'chayelim v'geber v'yitron hachsher chokma. So you should get it. It's like the same pasuk about getting the armies together. Like the more sort of uh, troops you have, you can uh, help you uh, increase your wisdom. So the idea there is Rashi says Yarbe elav reim lefayes heimenu sheis borlo panim. He gets his friends involved, sort of to, like, to approach the rebbe and appease the rav, so the rav will have a, uh, you know will, will have a better attitude towards the student, and that will help the student. Then learn. So this is a good. This is a good uh, gemara, both for the rebbe and for the student. I think, right? And so the, the student's job is sort of to get on the good side of the rebbe to be able to make sure he has a good relationship with the rebbe so that he's able to learn well. And it's the rebbe's job to make sure that he has a good relationship with the student to make sure that the students can learn well. Because if you don't have a good relationship with the rebbe, it doesn't learn very well. I'll just tell you, it's one interesting thing. One of the things as a parent I have learned is like I've been an educator for a long time and a parent for a long time. And one of the things I thought as an educator is that the, you know the. As long as you teach well, it doesn't make a difference in the relationship with the student. That matters, but it's not the most important thing. You should have a really good education, like a really, like, a really great Rebbe. And what I've learned over, the time, over time is that as great as a person can be intellectually fantastic and know all the pedagogical techniques, if you don't have a good relationship with your students, uh, it's very hard for them to learn. Uh, I've seen my kids also. My kids, whenever they like their teachers, they learn great. And they don't like their teachers, they don't learn well. So it doesn't make a difference how good the teacher is at teaching, so to speak. I guess you could say, well, that's bad teaching, but, and I mean, technically in the skill of knowing their subject matter, if the kids like the teacher, they tend to learn a lot more. So that's a good thing. It's, it's true. It uh, doesn't make a difference how old you are. That's always going to be true. Okay, so it's, a, it's effort for both the Rebbe and for the student. Okay. Gemara says, and kol shaken im hukshiru ma'asav ifnei rabo me'ikara, all the more so if he has worked on his actions in front of his Rebbe, before his Rebbe, if in the first place, when he sort of creates this good relationship and treats his Rebbe properly, so all the more so that will lead to uh, to successful limud. Okay. Ve'amur rabbi ambi ma'idichtiv im yeshu hanachash belo lachash ve'in yitron lebal halashon. It says a pasuk in Kohala that says, what does it mean, Rabbi Ami asked, when it says, if the snake bites without a snake charmer, then what's the benefit of the Baal Lashon? The Baal Lashon is like the, cha- the snake charmer. And the idea is, if you have a snake charmer, who can like sort of like, you know, uh, imagine like a cobra or whatever, right? Like, you move moving around. So if he can sort of like, you know, whisper his, or play the flute or whatever he does for the snake, but then the snake still lashes out and bites, bites somebody, so who cares that there's a snake charmer there? Didn't do any good, it's still biting everybody. Uh, but, you know, so that's what's going on here. So he says, what, what does that puzzle mean? It says, Imra ita dor mishtakim, if you see a generation where the, or a time period where the heavens, the sky is like um, orange or reddish like copper, meaning that's not bringing down talamatar. I guess if I have this image of like this hazy red orange, you know, uh, sky that's not really going to be providing a lot of clouds and, uh, and rain. So what is this for? It's bishvil lichishot she'ein bador. There's no lochashei lichishot. There's no snake charmers. What does that mean? Literally, it's like whisperers, right? So Rashi says, it's, You're lacking people who are properly praying the silent Amidah. Right? That's why we're not getting the, the, uh, the, uh, the rain. Uh, right? Again, In that generation, they'll have it. So what's the remedy? They should go to somebody who knows how to properly you know, say the Tefillah. As I said, the Baal HaLashon, the friend should say about him, and there's no benefit to a Baal HaLashon. 
Okay, so meaning the idea is, Rashi says, Kalamar, Mahana'a Yeshabah Lashon, Shodeh Luchosh, Veinah Luchosh, meaning if you have this, again, the same thing with the snake charmer, you have the snake charmer who doesn't do his craft well, so it doesn't help anybody, the snake's still biting you. Similarly, if someone knows how to dive and knows how to pay, but doesn't use their talents, you know, to, uh, to dive him well, so there's not going to be an effect prayer. So there's no effect in this to the prayer. So who cares that you have the talent, you have the ability to do it, if you're not actually going to go ahead and do it, right? So it's a nice uh, truth. That's about tefillah. It's also true about talents in general, right? If you have these unused, you know, unused potentials, so who cares they have all this potential? If you're not actually doing it, so it doesn't really help anybody, and certainly not yourself. Mara says, right? If somebody is able to recite this tefillah and doesn't do so, Yesha, what benefit will he gain from this? Uh, okay, so then meaning, meaning use it. That's the idea. That's the idea. And if he does recite the tefillah and he's not answered, so what's the remedy for that? So you go to the pious person, the righteous person in the generation, and he should help you out also, um, you know, Yarbeh, uh, like Harbeh, he should like increase the tefillah, he also should participate in the tefillah, and that will help as well. They commanded on him, bimafkia is a thing that strikes, I think the Pasuk, remember, I think we had the Pasuk before, right, that was talking about the lightning, but here it's talking, the pigiyah, he refers to tefillah, it says, we had this earlier, it says, like, don't dive in for this people, and Altif Gabi, don't bump into me, don't meet me, me, don't come in daven to me. So you see, Altif Gabi, Tifga is Tfilah. So the, the, the solution to the problem is to get more people involved or to get the Chassid involved in the Tfilah. Ve'im Lachash ve'altabiyado. And if he does recite the Tfilah, and Altabiyado means it's successful, Umegista Atoalav. But but the response to his personal response to the, the, the uh, getting the tefillot to be heard is megista atom, meaning he becomes haughty because of his abilities to daven. Well, that's terrible. Mevi af olam. He brings af. He brings um, anger to the world. That Marza says mikne af al ole. Uh, so literally mikne af al ole means the uh, the um, the mikne is like the cattle. Uh, af will not go up. But what we're interpreting here is like the idea of the, the af, the mekane, like the word, like kina, basically, like, I think it's like jealousy almost, right? So it's like haughtiness. Af is like bringing up the anger. Okay? Rashi says, mikne af misha megista tov somebody who's going up, like somebody who's haughty, right? He drinks himself, raises themselves up. So that type of person, that brings af. Rava Amar, Shnei Tamidei Chachamim Sheyushvim Be'ir Achat Ve'in Nochin Zelazeh Balacham Mitkanin Ba'af Uma'alinoto Okay, if you have two Tamidei Chachamim in the same city and they're not Nochin Zelazeh Balacha they don't so there's two different ways of interpreting this. There's a negative way of interpreting this, and there's a positive way. The negative way sounds more like a negative way from the, from the Gemara. Ein zelazem means they're not pleasant with each other in halacha. Like there are disputes about halacha are not pleasant. There's like an anger. So mitkanin ba'af, they're involved in like in jealousy and anger. And they raise that up. And they, they arouse anger in, and, uh, in Hashem, with Hashem too, because he sees this, don't get along, don't, uh, don't uh, get along. Shnei says, Mikne'af al-Ola. So same thing, it's a Mekaneh, the idea of Kin'ah, it brings up this, uh, this Af. Okay? Uh, Rashi has another interpretation where it's basically the opposite, where they do get along, and so the way to avoid the, the anger is by, is by getting along. So it's either way. 
אמר יש לקש מים תכתיב עם אשוך הנחש ולא לחש ואין יתרון לבעל הלשון. It's the same passage we had earlier. Rosh Lakish says, what is the passage meaning that says the snake will bite without a snake charmer and there's no benefit for the a person who can uh, charm the snake? In the future, all the animals will come and they will uh, approach the snake. They'll say to him, I understand, the lion, he uh, kills his prey and eats it right there. Okay, Rashi points out that means the Ari is not afraid of any other animal, like taking his uh, prey because he just he's very strong, or she's very right. Doesn't the uh, female lion do most of the hunt? Anyhow, but uh, right, so he eats it right there. Ze'ev the wolf, you know, uh, what's the right word? Uh, like tears up his uh, his uh, animal, his prey as well, and he drags it off into his cave or whatever, and he eats it. Rashi can points out like he's a little more afraid that people will take it because he's not so big, so he drags it off. But, but the point is that both of them get direct Hana'ah from what they do. Meaning they kill it and they eat it. So we understand what's going on there. But Atah, Mahana'ah Yeshlecha. But you, you just seem to like bite things and that's it. <laughs> like, where's your benefit? Like, what do you do? Like, you're just sort of like being a jerk. Raja says, Shatando Sheikh Bnei Adan Bahorgan. You just bite people and kill them. <laughs> so, uh, so what's the point here? So Amar uh, Lahem, so he says to them, the end you thrown Lebal Halashon. There's no benefit for the Baal Lashon. So look at Rashi. Lachamahana Yeshlacha. It's the Rashi, a little bit above where we are. Okay? It says, Shatano Sheikh Meadam Bahurgam. You bite people and you kill them. But who Amir? And he responds, Ma Yitron Lebal Halashon. Their answer is, well, what's the benefit of the Baal Lashon? Shemesaper Lashon Hara. The, the, the guy who's, who's Baal HaLashon, the guy who speaks Lashon Hara, what does he gain from the activity? You don't benefit anything from speaking Lashon Hara about people. What do you actually gain from that? Nothing. That's why the person who speaks Lashon Hara, God will bring him to get judged by the snake. So he says that the, uh, he should be embarrassed. Because he uh, he caused Adam Harishna to sin, and then also the uh, the Bali, the Masapir Lashon Hara also become embarrassed as well. So sort of like a whole embarrassment fest, the snake and the guy who speaks Lashon Hara. The point is that the people who speak what they're trying to teach us here is that when you speak Lashon Hara, that is uh, it's a useless activity. You don't get anything out of it. So Amar Rabbi Ami ain't filatoshel Adam nishmat elim kain neisim nafsho bechapo. Rabbi Ami goes on to say that a person's tefillah is not heard unless he puts his soul in his hand. Uh, 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 there must be some uh, equivalent. I'm trying to think, what's the equivalent English phrase for that? You put your soul in your hand, hard on your sleeve, something like that. Yeah. el kapayim. He raises up our hearts to the uh, to the palm, to the hands. So they mean any But Shmuel placed an amora, and amora. Remember, I think we had this once before. Amora is the. Miturgaman, that he was announced, I mean, they had the Shear, so he had the regular Rav, who would just like sort of say, he'd say it very quietly, and the Amorah's job was like to say it very loudly for the large crowds. Vidarish, and he explained the following Pasuk. Right, that they were, where it's like, Vayifatu is that they had to seduce him or like trick him with their words with their mouths and with their tongues they would lie to him and their hearts were not uh, uh, proper with him and they were not uh, trustworthy or faithful in the Brit. And even so it says, 
Gomer. So I understand that one of the Pasuk says that the people are kind of just being uh, very uh, deceitful and they don't follow through on their, uh, on their, 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 their requirements and what Hashem demands we don't do and all these terrible things. So the relationship is really bad. On the other hand, it says Hashem is merciful and doesn't really punish us. So what's going on? How, which one is it? Is it that we're, like, we're bad and should get punished or we have, Hashem gives us mercy? So Gemara says, so this is what uh, Rishmuel explains, lo kashya kan biyachid kan bitzibur. The difference is that we do biyachid or bitzibur. So on the one hand, we have the, the, the apostle that says, um, right, the person's only heard, the feel only heard if it's been seen nafsho bechapo. Right, and on one hand, right, he, only if he has real sincerity in the tefillah, it's his tefillah heard. And on the other hand, the Shmuel's language tells us that even if people are totally disingenuous, they still get mercy from Hashem. What's the difference? The difference is, are you, are you relying on, a, on an individual prayer or on a public communal prayer? If you're relying on an individual prayer, you better have really sincere, motivated uh, prayer that really comes from the heart. Because only that will be accepted. And that's, only that's enough to overpower any you know, uh, faults that we have. But you want to rely on the Tzibur's prayer, the Tzibur's prayer is going to be accepted no matter what, because you have to take the sum, you know, the, the, you know, the sum is greater than the whole of its parts, so I would say something like that. Right? So uh, that's how it works with the Tzibur. And then even if we're not really worthy as individuals, as a Tzibur, it can be accepted. Okay, I'm Rabbi Ami. The rains only come down for the Baalei Amana, the real faithful servants of Hashem. Shemar, it says, that the Emet comes from the land, it grows up from the ground. Okay, so this is the Baalei Amana. Right, Amana, Emet, right? They're the ones who like really like are faithful. And the Tzedek, the righteousness, comes down from the heavens. Okay, so it's a, it's a two-way street, right? So if we, the ones who do good in the ground and, 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 the, and the land... They're the ones who bring the, allow the rain to come from heaven. Um, so come see how great the Bale Amana are. You know, the but people who are really faithful and really uh, do what they're supposed to do, they're so great. Minayin, where do we know this from? Michuda Ubor. From the case of the Chuda, uh, the Chuda is a type of rodent, and the boar, and a pit. So what is the story of the Chuda and the boar? Um, I, so I'll just read that under the line and I'll take the story. It says, Just as one who will believe and trust in the Chulda and the Bor, uh, so too, or all the more so, one who trusts in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? So Tosas tells us the story. The story is, and there's, a, there's a woman, who a young woman fell into a pit. Okay, the story told in Gemara elsewhere. A woman falls into a pit, and this uh, handsome man walks by, and she says, save me, save me. He says, I will gladly save you from the pit uh, if you agree to marry, <laughs> to marry me. He says, I agree, I will marry you. And he says, yes, I will marry you. And he said, well, how are we going to know? Like, how do we know to trust each other that, like, you know, once I get you out of the pit, you're going to marry me, and once, you know, once I, you, you get me out of the pit, I'll marry you. Like, how, how, you know? He said, you know what? We'll have, uh, the witnesses will be the pit, and this Chuldah, who seems to be running by, like this rodent is running by. So they'll be the witnesses of our, uh, our oath to each other. And anyway, so he rescues her from the thing. The woman's all excited, and he says, ah, whatever, and he runs away. He, the man goes and doesn't keep his end of the bargain. He goes up, he marries another woman. What happens? So he has his first child, and the first child uh, falls into a pit and dies. And the second child is bit by a Chuldah and dies. Or maybe it's reversed, the Chuldah and the pit. And either way, the point is, he tells his wife, he's like, what? And his new wife is like, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. I mean, two children, it's one thing to have children die, but in such unusual ways, 
so crazy. Something's going on there. He goes, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. The chulda on the boar, that's the thing with my first wife, that, that woman I was supposed to marry her in the first place. So he says, okay, so he, so he ends up, so he divorces her, and, then, and she says, you know, he divorces her, and he goes back to the original woman, and yet the point is that the chulda on the boar, they're very trustworthy. I mean, they uphold the deal. If they're, oath, if they're going to witness in this on the oath, so you're going to rely, and you can rely on them, that they're going to make sure that you keep your end of the bargain. So if that's who you rely on the hold on the bar, all the more so somebody who relies on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for sure Hashem will keep his end of the bargain. He should do that. Uh, I forget, it's in the Gemara somewhere, but... Uh, I hope it's not If you want to read the whole thing, read the Toshav here. It's a, it's a, it's a nice uh, rendition. Okay? So, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So, as Rabbi Yochanan goes on and says, So, Rabbi Yochanan says, so it sounds actually a very nice thing, it's actually a little harsh. He says, anybody who is Matzdik and makes it to Tadik, down below, they're going to meet above. Now, Matzdik above sounds like, oh, they're going to have really, like, nice judgment. It's going to be really, like, kind, like, it's like, ah... Uh, we explain this, it's not really true. What we're saying is matzdik is like, we're, it's like justice. Like we always say, like, you know, the void about tzedakah is that tzedakah doesn't mean kindness, tzedakah means justice. Right? I mean, giving tzedakah is an obligation. It's an obligation for a community to take care of people who are in need. Right? So, so to hear, we're saying that somebody who's a tzaddik down below, the heavens above are going to be harsh with him. They're going to be harsh with him. Rashi says, because um, we'll make sure he gets punished for his sins here, now, so he won't have to get punished later on. Okay, so that's one pers- that's a perspective and how punishment works. Uh, maybe why tzaddikim perhaps suffer in this world, things like that. Shenemar, it says, Emet me'eretz tismach, v'tzedek mishamayim nishkaf. So same passage we just have. The emet me'eretz tismach comes up from the, from the ground. People down below have emet. And then the tzedek comes down from heaven. So this isn't talking about rain. This is an interpretation that means it means like uh, uh, justice. Harsh justice. From here, Those who fear you, they say, suffer your evrad, your anger. Meaning that we judge people. Rashi says, like, this is the idea. That said, the king got judged in a very, very harsh way. Right? It's one of the explanations we learned when we were very young. Moshe Rabbeinu was not allowed to enter Eretz Yisrael just for doing the simple sin of like, hitting the rock. So you say, what is that? how does that make any sense? So one of the explanations is, okay, well, when you're a tzaddik like that, so you could judge very, very harshly. For little things, the idea is that in the long, in the short term, it seems extra harsh, and the long term, it's supposed to benefit him because he's uh, uh, pay off in the olam haba. Reish Lakish Amar Mehacha Reish Lakish says it comes from here. Pagata et sas veoset sedek bidrachecha bidrachecha yiskarucha hinataka tzapta v'nachta behem olam v'nivasheya. So it means you're meeting up. And with this, and you're doing tzedek on your ways, they'll remember you, but then also the katsafta, they're going to get angry, I'm going to sin, uh, I'm going to be saved. And you see this idea here in this Pasuk, essentially that despite the fact that there's a lot of good actions being done, there's going to be some uh, retribution in that sense. So anybody who rejoices in the trials and tribulations, you know, the suffering that comes to him, so he brings uh, salvation to the world. To the, to the world. So in, the, in this world, be, uh, you're, uh, you're, you'll be saved. Meaning, uh, as what in the puzzle, it's originally it's like a rhetorical question. Here we're saying as a statement, the idea is again that it's a punishment. But you know, if you can understand, you can like you know, sort of revel in the punishment, understand that maybe that's for your own benefit. So maybe that brings salvation. It's tricky. It's a little difficult. I think it's easier said than done. Amar Shlakish, the says, So we have this, you know, in uh, in Shema that Hashem stops up the heavens. 
uh, either Tal Matar or Martar, the time the heavens are stopped up from bringing down rain, this is just like a woman who's going through birth pangs and doesn't give birth. Okay? So that's the idea. That's the Atzara there, okay? And now the Gemara is going to give a bunch of different parallels between rain and childbirth. So we see the word atzira, stopping up with rain, and also when it comes to a woman, we just turn the page for a 